Dear Millennials, your credit card is not your emergency fund. Take hold of your freedom. Take hold of your future with the financial savvy girl. Welcome, welcome to episode 13 of the Financially Savvy Girl podcast. The podcast where we provide financial intelligence for your personal financial growth. I'm excited about this episode because in this episode, I talk to millennials. Yes, to us, anyone between the age of 20 to 35, as far as I'm concerned, you are a millennial. And I want to talk about common financial mistakes that millennials are making, what I'm noticing, you know, just by talking to other millennials, what, what, what I'm seeing, what I'm noticing, let's address some of these mistakes so that we can learn, grow, change, and adapt to better ways of doing things. So we don't continue making these mistakes that are getting us into a path of financial destruction. So the number one common and obvious mistake that I've noticed amongst millennial and their personal financial journey is that they're spending way beyond their earning. So they're spending beyond their earning rates. Millennials are spending way too much money. A lot of millennials cannot afford their current lifestyle on their current income. Key part, you cannot afford your current lifestyle on your current income, right? So why are we, you know, trying to keep up and live beyond our means? Like just if you're listening to this and you're part of, you know, the millennials who are living beyond their means or living within and not below their means, please listen up. It is killing you, okay? So spending way too much money, not affording your current lifestyle, because frankly, you just don't have the income to afford this lifestyle. And now what you're trying to do is overcompensate by just trying to ignore that you don't have the income for it, so you're just spending on credit upon credit. Stop doing this. Financial literacy, I get it. It wasn't taught in school. Uh, you were not taught how to budget. You were not taught how to live below your mean, uh, spend less, invest more. But now there's really no excuse. Like you have a lot of literature out there. We have this podcast. You know, there's so many resources out there to really help you live below your means. So that's the first mistake. And one of the biggest mistake, you know, that I'm seeing with millennials and, you know, just stuff like spending so much money on Uber or whatever it may be, just spending beyond their means and spending even, um, you know, even those who are spending within their means, you're still spending too much. Spend below. Spend below your means. 
you are in such a great place as a millennial, especially if you're not married, don't have children yet. This is the perfect time for you to save, 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 save money. Spend less so you can save more so that 10 years from now, your future self can absolutely thank you and you will thank yourself. Okay, so make sure you do that. Uh, For instance, let me just give a really simple, very simple example. If you're making between 15 to 20 dollars per hour, can I tell you that you simply cannot like afford that Starbucks coffee that you're, you know, buying every two days? No, stop it. Just don't do it. Okay. Don't stop doing it. If you're making within that same, you know, paying bracket as well, stop, stop, stop using an Uber every day. Like, just stop. Like, you're just wasting your money. Stop doing that. Okay? The second common mistake that I see millennials make, um, just really not having an emergency fund. You know, that's a really major mistake that millennials are making, like not having an emergency fund, not having a safety net. And what I'm seeing a lot, you know, is millennial essentially using their credit card like a like an emergency fund. That is not an emergency fund. An emergency fund is at least a thousand dollars that you put aside for emergencies, you know, so you don't have to dig into your everyday, um, you know, expenses and whatnot. Like it's just for emergency and emergencies are very specific. Literally, it's for an emergency. You trying to go on that last minute trip or trying to go on that, you know, shopping spree is not an emergency at all. You trying to buy the latest iPhone or Samsung is not an emergency. I'm just putting all the caveat out there. Those are not emergency. So you just put a thousand dollars aside at minimum for emergency or three to six months of your living expenses. And honestly, you can do that, you know, so just minimize your expenses and save more, put aside that cushion. What I'm noticing a lot of millennials are essentially using their credit card as an emergency fund, as the cushion and that's the most expensive like it's so counterproductive because uh, you know consumer debt credit card is so expensive you have the high rate you are putting all these charges on it and frankly you cannot afford to pay it up by the end of the month that's the test if you cannot pay it up by the end of the month don't charge it on your credit card period okay so Build your emergency fund if you don't have it. It's a thousand dollars that you need to reach. You can start by small amount per paycheck. Just put aside fifty dollars, a hundred dollar per paycheck, and build yourself an emergency fund. Another common mistake that I'm noticing, and that kind of ties up with what I just spoke about the emergency fund, but really millennials are relying too much on credit cards. So that's number three. Um, you know, your credit card is not. Uh, entire entirely harmful and I'm not here claiming that it is you know but the problem is when you use your credit card like 
you know, a debit account, like a, the swiping magic tool to purchase whatever you want, especially when you're broke. And millennials are doing that. They're using their credit card when they're broke. If you are broke to buy it, don't charge it on your credit card. Like seriously, let that be the test. If you're too broke to buy it, don't charge it on your credit card because that means you cannot afford it. That means you cannot pay it off by the end of the month. Stop doing that, you know? Thinking that you can buy it and, you know, you'll eventually pay it. And then the biggest problem occurs because you cannot pay, you continue charging, and then it's an amount that goes beyond your understanding. Um, and then you are essentially stuck there having to try, try to pay it off and you are not paying it off. So there goes a few months, there goes a few years and here you are accumulating and caring for this credit card debt and paying all this, this money in compound interest. So that's definitely a mistake to avoid. So the best practice when it comes to your credit is to really use it as a last resource, you know. Um, Just pick up one normal everyday expense. What I do is I charge gas uh, on my card and um, I also charge sometimes my credit card, I, I mean my phone bill on my my card. These are things that I know that by the end of the month, I will pay it off completely. One thing that I don't charge on my credit card, I know a lot of people do it, but I personally just don't do it because I don't, I think that's an area where we spend too much money and sometimes it just goes overboard. It's your groceries. I don't charge my groceries on my credit card. I just don't think it works. That's just for me. You got to do what works for you. As you know, as far as groceries are concerned, I prefer to use cash because that's how I keep myself disciplined to spend within the limit of what I budgeted for the groceries and not allow myself to spend with my belly or what I feel like eating 24 seven because I'm always hungry. And if I really just followed how I felt, I would spend a lot, a lot of money buying all this food that frankly, we cannot even finish within the expiration period. So there's no point to that. So make sure that you just charge this one, um, you know, expense that you have, like everyday type of expense that you have. Uh, that you know you can pay off at the end of the month and don't hope that you can pay it off at the end of the month. If you think or you hope that you would be able to pay it off at the end of the month, then that's not the right expense. It has to be an expense that you know you can pay it off, okay? So something easy breezy within the scope of your limit. Now, another, um, I would say, another common uh, mistakes from a financial standpoint that I see with millennial is when you get a pay raise or let's say you get a new job that, you know, pays higher, um, than the previous one. Millennials tend to increase their lifestyle. So as their income increases, 
their lifetime, their lifestyle rather, they immediately increase it. That is such a mistake. Like, why, why do that? Stop increasing your lifestyle when your income increases. Okay. So why do I, what do I exactly mean by that? By that, I mean, you know, you just got a job. Oh my God, you work for the government. Yay. Woohoo. You, you get like salary now. You're so happy. The first thing that crosses your mind, oh my God, I so need a car. No, you do not. Okay. The first thing that should cross your mind is, oh my God, I got to save up for my emergency fund. Oh my God, let me build up my saving investment portfolio. Like stop trying to increase your lifestyle with a car that you need to put down, you know, a lump sum or whatever it is, or get a a loan for it and then pay monthly and then reducing your cash flow because now instead of you enjoying just your income so you can save more, what you do now is you've just increased your expenses with a monthly car payment. Stop doing that. It is killing millennials. So just financially anyways. So let's not do that. So best practice when you get that increase of salary, resist the urge of increasing your lifestyle at least for a while, whether it be for a year or two, make sure you build up you have your emergency fund, make sure that you pay off your debt, you know, at least reduce it substantially before you think of, you know, buying that car, even buying that house, just like save up for a good down payment. Just stop rushing. Okay. Just stop rushing and start. But I would not say don't, you know, start saving or investing. That's really important. Just Don't start, you know, increasing your lifestyle with material things that frankly, your 30, 40, 50 year old self won't even remember all these great things that you had that won't fit you when you'll be that age. Anyways, that's a side note. So that's definitely part of the mistakes. And I would also add to that two more things. I think um, for number five, I would say not tracking uh, their, their, their spending, you know. Uh, millennials don't tend to really budget, you know, just wanting to live YOLO. They don't. And then when they do budget, they don't really follow the budget and they don't track their expenses. So budgeting is one thing. That's when, you know, you put all your income, you add it up, you put all your expenses, you add it up, you you know, you subtract your income minus your expenses, you figure out what's your cash flow and you budget, you know, what you have and how, you know, what you're going to save and you budget all that. Now, there are two important things to do after you budget. One is to actually track your spending. Is it, are you spending according to your budget? If not, you need to adjust your spending so that you stay within your budget. And two, it's really to ensure that you are being consistent with your budgeting, right? So be consistent 
with it so that you can actually see some result. And when you see that as you budget, you see that your expenses are so much greater, then really find ways to reduce your expenses, like cut those monthly subscription that you really don't need. Look through your apps, see what are you paying for that you really don't need. Like seriously, look through your subscription, gym membership or whatever it may be that you're paying for that you really don't need to pay for, uh, you know, magazine subscription, whatever it may be. Just cut down some of those expenses for sure. And you will see how it will actually end up making a difference in your finance if you not just budget, but you track your expenses and then you cut down and essentially funnel that money into either paying off your debt or increasing your savings or investment um, contribution. Okay, I think the last one that I'll touch on is has to do with, um, I think millennials are not really investing in the market or real estate, um, not taking advantage of compound interest the way they should be. You know, the reality of the matter is if you are, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, around that age, and you are taking your investment seriously, I kid you not, by the time you're 35 and ending your, you know, like you will be so grateful to your 20 year old self, because the reality is you as a millennial, you have such an advantage when it comes to investment, you know, because you have the advantage of time, you have the advantage of compound interest that works hand in hand with time. So the longer you are in the market the longer you can hold and just allow your money to grow, uh, the better and the more beneficial it will be for your future self. You know, I think when it comes to investment or retirement, millennials often think, well, I have time. I don't need to worry about that. And that's a really big but common mistakes amongst millennial. So I always say that, you know, you're not really saving for retirement per se. You're saving for your freedom, your freedom to choose. As millennials, you know, we always talk about how millennials don't like to be really tied down. It's not like you're working one job and you're hoping to keep that job for 40 years and then retire. That's not really what's, what's you know, what seems to be the trend or the mindset uh, or the thought process of millennials. Um, so they like to kind of move around and do different things. So just having the cushion, you know, that financial cushion that gives you that freedom to explore different things that you want to do without having to worry about your finances later on is so very important. So, you know, um, there was a study, I believe a, a report from 2018, um, that says that, um, more than a third of millennial, um, you know, withdraw. So make withdrawal from their uh, work uh, investment plan. So your their work matching plans, they usually like withdraw from it. And that's a really, um, you know, mistake, you know, and they withdraw to, to do things like pay for like purchases or vacations or whatnot. And you don't want to do that because your investments with your employer, that's your pre-tax income, right? So it's a great way for you to 
uh, save money and invest and you don't want to just pull out that money and then you have a lot of uh, millennials as well who are not you know investing in the stock market and that's another major mistake uh, or not investing in real estate that's a mistake I think for sure when it comes to real estate however I would say as a millennial you know make sure that you're properly budgeting for closing costs for you know buying a home is expensive and if you're going to venture and do that which I think is beneficial to do um you know don't don't have all these rules oh i want to buy a house and live there by myself and then you're paying for the whole mortgage why are you doing that there's no point for you to do that so have some tenants you know make sure that you minimize your expense as well um even rent out the whole place live at home rent out the whole place whatever it may be look at it as an investment look at it as a long-term thing and look at it as an opportunity for you to, um, you know, increase your income by making passive income. So when you look at it from those, uh, from, from, from those glances, lenses, you realize that real estate can be very beneficial and where millennials air is essentially investing in real estate, not knowing, understanding the cost associated with it, but also, uh, not really making smart decisions after they purchase the property, you know, like wanting to live in there and assuming the entire mortgage uh, amount by themselves and, and so on and so forth. So watch out for that. Like I said, this is not really a long um, podcast episode. I really just wanted to talk about some of these common uh, mistakes that I'm seeing uh, millennials make with their finances. Um, you know, just make sure that you don't upgrade to a bigger apartment just because you got a raise. Just make sure that, you know, you don't plan that... Uh, you know, expensive uh, trip because you get a bonus at work or because, um, you know, you uh, you earn some money from your side hustle. This is actually the time and opportunity for you to make sure that you keep that big picture in mind, save money, invest money, uh, get rid of existing debt, consumer debt, particularly your credit card, get rid of that. And, um, Really st- make smart decision when you're still a millennials, you still have the advantage of time, you still have the benefit of compound interest. Instead of you trying to play catch up later on in life, you should really use this opportunity to get ahead in life. So as a millennial, when you take your finance under control, you are setting yourself to get ahead in life. And as a millennial, when you continue to make these common mistakes that I've just said, you are essentially setting yourself to play catch up later on in life. And you don't want to be on that latter uh, category. You definitely want to be on the former category. A millennial who is getting ahead by making smart financial decision at this point in their life and who will thank himself or herself later on in life. So this was Financially Savvy Girl. 
thank you so much for listening. And um, as always, make sure that you follow us, you know, share the podcast with someone that you know can benefit from it as well. Follow us on Instagram at financially underscore savvy girl. Make sure that you go on our website, www.financiallysavvygirl, just for tips and just review and read our blogs and, you know, send me an email, ask any questions that you may have, and just make sure as well that you take control over your finance today and don't wait until tomorrow. Until then, stay financially savvy. Cheers. Take hold of your freedom. Take hold of your future with a financial savvy girl.